It is another Saturday in CCO land. This time we have a wine chat with our friend Jack Farrell from Haskell's. Good morning, Jack. Hi there, Denny. How are things this morning? Things are fine here in this end. Thanks for asking. Hope uh, things are well with you, your family, and all the good folks at Haskell's. And uh, what's, what's on tap today for us? Today I thought I might discuss the oldest continuously cultivated wine area in the entire world. And that area happens to be the Rhone Valley. And the Rhone Valley was originally cultivated in about 600 or 700 B.C. Then the Romans popularized it back through the end of the Roman era, through the 8th or 9th century. And then it kind of fell out of popularity back through the end of the Roman era, through the 8th or 9th century. And then it kind of fell out of popularity. And then the Pope from Italy, from Rome, moved the Vatican to Avignon, which is in the Côte de Rhone, and renewed the popularity of Côte de Rhone wines. And indeed, today, one of the Côte de Rhones, the southern Côte de Rhone, is called Chateauneuf de Pop, House of the New Pope. But anyhow, that whole area from 700 B.C. till today has been cultivating wines and shipping it because of the Rhone Valley goes right into the Mediterranean Sea, all over the Mediterranean Basin. So it's a remarkable history to have. And the good news is there's so much affordable wine that comes to us from the Rhone Valley. It's the largest, the second largest, actually, wine-growing area in all of France. There's over 90,000 acres of vineyards in the Rhone Valley. And as I said, it not only is the oldest, it's the oldest with continuous recognition. In 1729, the French king wanted all the barrels from the Rhone Valley to have stamped on them CDR, Cote de Rhone, the hillside of the Rhone River. And it was done. So it became a recognized vineyard area long before many other areas around the world. That is 1730, 1729 was a long time ago. The most popular grape types in the north are, of course, Syrah, and on the white end, Viognier. And in the south, the principal grape type is Grenache. And there's a few others with the Grenache, Moudouvre, etc. And also Viognier down there. But... Uh, the South is where we get the most popular, inexpensive wines. It's very, very difficult to find a Rhone wine, in my opinion, uh, that isn't sort of acceptable. Because, unfortunately, there's over 5,000 producers, there's bound to be a few that aren't so hot. But on overall, on the Cote de Rhone itself, it's Mediterranean wine, in my opinion, at its finest. And of the Rhone Valley, almost 70% of it is Côte de Rhone. And let's not forget in this area, they also produce wonderful white wine and delicious rosé wines as well. The wines are delicious, they're easy to enjoy, they're inexpensive. And on a Côte de Rhone, you're very, very hard-pressed to find one over $25. It can be done, of course, but... It really is an economic, wondrous part of France. And in my opinion, uh, the wines of the Côte de Rhone are really overlooked, even uh, and particularly uh, the white. Uh, Côte de Rhone Blanc, if you ever had a rabbit stew or cream chicken, 
try a little white coat to run with it. I think you'll be very surprised, and they're very, very inexpensive, just like the uh, the rosé and the red. And in the rosé, my favorite rosé in the entire world comes from the Cote de Rhone, comes from the town of Tavel, which is in the Rhone Valley. And all they produce in Tavel is rosé wine. And there's probably very few places in the entire world that can actually make that statement that all they produce is rosé. Well, Tavel can, and it's really wonderful. They really are fortunate in the Rhone Valley. They have uh, two climates. In the north part of the Rhone Valley, which is best known for Hermitage and those big bold wine, Cote Roti, the roasted slope, uh, is sort of an alpine climate, a little chillier, etc. But Cote de Rhone itself is a Mediterranean climate known very much for the Mistral, which means massive wind. And the Mistrals are all over Provence and the Rhone Valley, and they bring the from the North Sea, these winter winds that almost sometimes are at hurricane strength. They're 50, 60 miles an hour. But for the most part, they're very good for the vines. They keep them dry and clean. And in the Mediterranean climate, it's hot all day and cool at night, and the grapevines like it. And they produce wonderful wines for us to have from the Rhone Valley. Uh, there are several types there. There's simple Cote de Rhone, Cote de Rhone Village, and Cote Rhone with name villages on it, which uh, are all, as we've discussed in the past, the more information that's on the wine label, really generally the more uh, high quality the wine is. And then there are the crews of uh, the Cote Rhone, such as Baume de Venise, Gigondas, Rastal, Vacaras. Those are all other areas that have crew wines from the Rhone Valley. The Rhone region is just a wonderful region to visit. It's very, very difficult to grow anything there but grapevines. The soil is so rocky and cobbly. When you go to walk through the vineyards at Hermitage, you wonder how anything can grow there because it almost is like a stone-paved road which you'd see in northern Minnesota. It's just incredible, but those... Uh, French have really done it because the wines of Hermitage rival the wines of all over the world. And they're big, bold, and they express Syrah better than any other grape type ever anywhere. In fact, you really want to, if you like Syrah, try a Northern Rhone. You'll see what really made Syrah popular around the world, those Northern Rhone. As a matter of fact, at the turn of the last century in England, the most popular wine and the most expensive one was something called Lafitte Hermitage. Lafitte Rothschild is a legendary property in Bordeaux that almost everybody who knows anything about wine knows what a fine wine Chateau Lafitte is. Well, at the turn of the last century, they blended the Lafitte with Hermitage from the northern Rhone Valley to produce Lafitte Hermitage, and that was the wine that the billionaires of that era drank because it was the most popular. That Syrah adding some body and spine <coughs> to the Cabernet and Merlot blend that came from Bordeaux and was, as I said, extremely popular for about a decade. Uh, the Northern Rhone is only a small area of all the wines from that region, under 
But the wines from there are really, really big, bold, powerful wines, like Cote Roti, the Roasted Slope. It's home to perhaps the most steep vineyards in all of France. You almost feel when you're going down the Rhone River and you go past the Cote Roti that you feel like you're in Germany. It looks like they might have to work those vineyards with pulleys and cables because they're so steep. And Syrah happens to love that area. It soaks up the sun on the south-facing slopes that are all over uh, the Cote Roti. And the, the wine, again, is one of those big, bold, powerful wines you want to have a big, bold, powerful meal with. Then another wine of the Northern Rhone is St. Joseph. This is a little fruitier, usually a good value. Uh, Croix Hermitage is another wine that attaches its name to Hermitage, and it's the largest in production and often a very, very good value. And then, of course, as I said, the Rhone's, uh, the wines themselves of Hermitage. Really, in my opinion, perhaps Syrah at its very finest. But let's talk about the more affordable, the Southern Rhone. The Mistral, the, the master wind, comes from the North Sea, and it lasts about 40% of the entire year they have those Mistrals. So they've come to learn to use them and uh, kind of avoid the destructive damage that a Mistral can do. It, it's like a windstorm only once in a while it does damage, but when it does, it can be relatively serious. And the Cote now that's where we want to concentrate because those are so affordable. And, you know, the ancient Romans knew about these great wines, and it hasn't changed very much. With a hot climate and good sunshine and the vineyards, the, the vineyards are protected by the Dental Mountains, which protect them from the harshest mistral winds. The wines from that area are earthy and aromatic, <clears throat> easy to like. I mean, that, that's one of the most important things, in my opinion, on the little Cote de Rhone's. As I said, you're hard-pressed to find one for over $25. But when you do, they're absolutely delicious. They're inexpensive, and that'll please your pocketbook as well as your palate. And there's so many of them. And the, as I mentioned, the, uh, they're all at good price points, whichever your favorite happens to be uh, from the Cote de Rhone. They, you really will find them very affordable. And then I think I'd be very remiss if talking about the Rhone, we didn't talk about Chateauneuf du Pop. If you like Cote de Rhone, try a Chateauneuf du Pop. You'll love it. Because without question, Chateauneuf du Pop is the principal wine of the Southern Rhone. And those popes back in the 13th, 14th century were very smart when they picked it because they liked the wine from that area and gave it their name, House of the New Pope. And that was interesting because heretofore, all of the papal wines came from Italy till they moved the uh, papacy to Avignon, and it changed, and the Rhones became their principal supplier. Of course, in those days, wines didn't travel very well. They were shipped in barrels and had to be topped up all the time. Uh, must have been hard to get a good, fresh glass of wine, but we dither here a minute. And then, as I said earlier, my favorite rosé in the entire world is one called Tavel. All they make 
in this area is rosé. And the vineyards date back to the 5th century B.C. And anybody who goes there will find Tavelle's what I like to call a red wine drinker's rosé. They're they're bigger, bolder than most rosés, but they, and there's a good reason. They're called the king of rosé because of this big powerfulness. They're wonderful aperitifs, and I've often told the story of my very first time of having uh, a Tavelle. We were in uh, Monaco, I believe, or Nice, I can't remember, one or the other, and we were at rented a cabana at the beach, and we'd ordered a salad niçoise in the cabana, my wife and myself. And I suggested to the waiter, what would you have with a salad niçoise? He said, well, by all means, Tavelle. And what a revelation it was. I think it was the first time I ever tasted a Tavelle. It went perfectly with that salad niçoise, which was a remarkable feat because, you know, it has a vinaigrette dressing on it. And it did go well with it. And... Ever since then, I've become a big fan of Tavelle. And more so, I'm a big fan of the Rhone Valley. They produce all of that wonderful wine. And really, without too many exceptions, they still are very, very affordable compared to other wine areas of the world. Even the top wines from the Cote de Rhone are sort of affordable. And uh, in the uh, really affordable area, in those little Cote de Rhones, like I say, it's hard to find one over $25, and if you can find a good grower, that's the key. There's a lot of them. There's over 5,000 of them, so there's a lot that aren't so hot, but generally most of them make pretty good wine. That I, As I said, it's affordable, it's easy to like, it's uh, delicious, and it goes with uh, so many different kinds of food. Cote de Rhone's are really food wines. So there you have an armchair tour of my favorite place uh, for inexpensive wines in the entire world, and that's the Cote de Rhone. Uh, they're delicious, they're simply affordable, and you certainly can stop into Haskell's and pick up lots of different types of Cote de Rhone. Have yourself a varietal tasting. And you get a lot of help when you visit those Haskell's locations as well. Indeed, and today is a phenomenal day to visit Haskell's. From 1 to 4, we're reinstituting our grand tasting. We haven't done this in the last several years because of COVID. We're doing it this year. Stop in. There are hundreds of wines to taste your favorite wine, lots of new ones to discover, and that's all going on at all 11 Haskell stores today from uh, 1 o'clock to 4 o'clock this afternoon, visit the vineyards of the world and taste them too while you're there. Stop into any one of the Haskell store and taste wines at our grand tasting today from 1 to 4. And you'll find that there's a Haskell's near you. There's a Haskell's in Bloomington, one in Excelsior. In Faribault, we're right off of 35W. Our super cellar up in Maple Grove is not to be missed. 22,000 square feet of wines. In Minneapolis, we have free parking both today and Sunday. There's a Haskell's at Ridgedale, Plymouth, St. Paul's Highland Village, Stillwater, White Bear Lake, and Woodbury, too. And if you can't come in, go to Haskell's.com. And don't forget, we do deliver. So if you're looking for new wines and wines to taste, don't miss the grand tasting today at all the Haskell's store from 1 to 4. Excellent idea. Let's do this again, Jack. What do you say? 
Denny, I'm going to look forward to that. Very good. Thank you, Jack. Jack Farrell from Haskell's. Haskell's.